Good dusk or good dawn to you all. You're listening to Gasp, Ghost Adventures and Spooky Phenomenon, a paranormal podcast for all things that go bump in the night. I'm your ghostess, Sookie Sookson, and tonight I have a spooky special for my spookies. Since it is Indigenous Remembrance Week, and many people celebrate Thanksgiving and honestly mostly because I was unfortunately sick this week and weekend I did not put together a full episode with a full story and research but I did not want to leave you all hanging or maybe it's just my imposter syndrome shaming me either way I wanted to read for you all a spooky short story I had written uh, a few years ago actually This will be a short episode for once, uh, which is kind of nice to have a little quick spooky sometimes. So, uh, from my spooky mind to yours, I sincerely hope you enjoy it. So sit for a spell and let us slip into something spooky, shall we? Here is Into Thin Air by yours truly. Ah, sookie sookie now. been curious about this one particular spooky house. It was in her neighborhood and it always sent her heart over its own beat pattern as it always held her breath captive. She would cross the sidewalks if ever in front of it. Goosebumps and shivers that always shook her whole body like a sudden winter chill. Those were always a given. It just had that certain je ne sais quoi. It was an old Victorian mansion that had been abandoned for as long as she had lived her whole life on the block. And yet, she always found it odd that it was never purchased, never restored, or seized, or even, well, torn down. She was glad it wasn't, because it was a real unique gem. She felt like she was the only one who truly appreciated its beauty, even with its decrepit state growing. It was built in 1810 
and had been one of those places that had been a million different things at different times. And in its most recent history, it just couldn't keep a single tenant, home or office. And yet, there it sat, with its glorious three-level tower, wraparound bay windows. Next to the tower was a slightly lower roof that was tall and slanted down steeply. If you walked around to the back, you would find a reverse mirror image of this architecture. And in the middle of the home was a courtyard with a greenhouse galleries enclosing it. Emery had snuck in a handful of times when she was a little kid. It was a place that both fascinated and terrified her. She felt a pull to it, a deep curiosity for it, all of its secrets. Every nook and corner, it called out to her, like an old friend. Her real friends always called her crazy for doing so, but she was the only one that had made it to the courtyard. The only one that had found the secret library underneath the kitchen, all by being brave enough to look behind the painted lady with hollowed eyes. She could feel fear when she looked into them, and that's what drew her fingers to explore their depth and pull the painting back, showing its form as a door. All those times were in all good fun for her, but after so long, there would also be something that chased the kids out of the house, a loud bang from above or below them, the phantom slamming of a door near their persons, whispers in each other's ears from voices unrecognizable to all. As the years went by, she changed friends or simply lost them. The ones she kept were convinced by their own experiences with her there and felt satisfied to retire the exploring. But Emery was different. The more she heard, the more she saw, the more she felt, all the more she became enthralled and entirely entranced by its ever-looming mysteries. She wanted, no, she needed to know more. It felt like a part of her that was hers to know, hers to explore. This time she would be all alone. And this time she wouldn't be stopped and ran out. She was determined. As she looked at the house, she felt something in the air. Something ancient and malignant. She shook it off as the sun behind her was high in the sky and she felt the warm. But as she entered the house through the old broken window on the side of the front door, she instantly felt that warmth melt away from her, slip off her back as she walked into the mouth of the monster before her. Stepping into the entryway, she felt the dust fall upon her, and with it, a sinking feeling of dread. Trying to be brave, looking around, the only moving culprits were the dust particles that decided to defy gravity 
dance in the leftover sunlight. Sunlight that had been pouring through a broken stained glass window. Something hauntingly sweet about the glittering glass broken into fractals with its beautiful color. The stories. There was a stillness that hung all around her. Like the entire room was about to implode into a deeper nothing. Peering all around, she felt animalistic in that moment, waiting to find someone lurking. Looking around, she couldn't decide if who she was checking for was supposed to be a living someone or perhaps a dead one. Feeling utterly childish, she felt the need to physically shake her shoulders again, as if to tell herself she was shaking that thought off her. Okay, um, try to relax. You're here on a mission. She decided to prove to herself that she was not, in fact, already shit-scared, and decided to climb upstairs for the first time ever. The main stairwell of the home was this grand wooden mahogany staircase that had these beautiful hand-carved ivy vines and roses all carved into the banisters and rails, dripping onto the stair edges. Beautiful as it was, it also was covered in spider webs and dust. The exquisite crystal chandelier above the main entry was a match to the rest of the upstairs lighting fixtures. In this home, she noticed they only used real wax candles instead of any electricity. So the entire upstairs was always utterly dark and somehow it spilled over the stairs quicker than one would expect. Prepared for this, she dug out her heavy duty flashlight and clicked it on before taking one last deep breath. She crept up the stairs, tippy-toes, squeezing every muscle to lift herself up, trying desperately to channel the feline femme fatale version of Halle Berry. Abruptly, a creak escaped of a floorboard, and she froze in terror. That is, until she realized it was the board underneath her that had made the noise. Feeling glad she was alone at that moment, she lost her Catwoman motivation and finished the stairs with normal pace and statue. However, the next creak wouldn't come from her. The next creak would come from something else entirely. The next creak would not only be her demise, but the next creak would come from directly right behind her. As she finished that last stare, it was the false comfort of the top that let her guard down. As if offended, within her exhale, a loud creak containing each stare would groan out in rebuttal. Response to such an implausible sound would have been natural confusion. However, this lightning brought thunder, and with it, she came tumbling down those shaking stairs. Coming to always felt like being restarted as a person. Slow start. Not entirely a full picture, but 
slowly pieces come together as she forced her eyes open the dryness of her eyeballs made it difficult and her contacts threatened to emergency exit her eye so she blinked much harder the room she was in was filled with old air dirt and dust she felt like she was on mars when the full picture was in focus she sat up slowly and every muscle within groaned and ached in protest of that movement. Looking around, she looked at a dark room, only to grow darker. For when she really took a full audit of her surroundings, it was in this dreaded moment that she remembered how she had gotten onto this thick layer of dust in a room filled with shadows. It all came rushing back she was wandering around here in the house, but earlier, climbing up the stairs and then, oh, the falling down. No, no, she didn't fall, did she? she? Was she pulled back? All of a sudden, realizing that she was a little too comfortable, Ember decided to get up quickly, looking around for the way out. But she realized she wasn't in the main entryway. Contributing to a couple of loud creaks, she stopped herself this time to try and move slower and lighter. She squeezed her muscles and tiptoed, and she realized as she creaked around and tiptoed that she wasn't even near the staircase she had been climbing earlier or the front entryway. Peering around and through the broken window to the right of her, she could see she was on top of the floor. I thought I fell downstairs. How did I get up here? That thought was immediately interrupted with another one as she realized just how low the sun had set since she entered the house earlier. This time it was just starting to grace the trees tops fuck it's about to be dark in 30 minutes how can that be i just got here and it was noon when i rolled in Ugh. okay mission over i need to get the hell out of here she thought as she carefully tiptoed over around the broken pieces of old furniture and house debris left by hooligans she assumed over the many years. When she reached the doorway, she placed her hands on the frame as if waking. The entire air shifted and she imagined every dust particle stopping midair for this very still moment. It was as if all the air, the noise, the very life had been sucked out and all that was left was utter heavy stillness nothing had necessarily happened but every hair stood up on its end goosebumps trailed her arms up to her neck and down her back she turned her head to peer behind her peripheral style as if she wasn't entirely convinced she was alone or that she wanted to see what was with her However, such pace had made her stuck in the doorway as the sun finished its final descent from the sky.
Suddenly, she was all too aware that she was barely staring into nothing but total darkness, waiting for something to come from it. Deciding finally she didn't care to see, she hurried out of the doorway and into a, an impossibly long hallway. Nervously, she made her way down it, careful to stay perfectly equal distance from the walls and the doorways. For some reason, she just felt like at any moment, something would reach out and grab her. Every room she passed, she could feel a different kind of energy welled up behind it. As she went, she started moving faster and faster, passing doorways and feeling like something was coming out of each room just as she passed it. At the end of the hallway, she reached a corner and turned right and found beginning of the stairs but these ones were different than the ones she had remembered climbing earlier these ones were the type that coiled up in a boxy turnstile like an apartment while the stairs she remembered climbing had been a grand open staircase with mahogany railing still hurrying down she was mentally trying to figure out if she should keep going down these stairs or maybe she should try and find the same exact way she had come in. Ugh, I hope this ends somewhere with an exit. I would give anything to feel the open night air right now. She finished her descent down the stairs, turning into a dark room. Slowly, she walks into the room, trying to peer around and through, her eyes adjusting to the dark, but her heartbeat, however, did not. Swallowing heavy feelings, she slipped into the room, and as she wandered deeper, the darkness swallowed her. She held her hands straight out with an insecure sense for security, but then pulled them back in a little she wasn't sure she wanted to be touching anything that would be found in here. Slowly, her eyes started to adjust to the darkness. A little. She could really only make out large shapes, like perhaps a large dresser on one end of the room. Something pretty large, close to the floor on the other side. All the way in the back of it, she could make out a door the light peering underneath into the side of it. Bingo, she sighed in her mind. Quickening her pace just a little, she finally leaned against the cold, dusty door, feeling around. She found an old Victorian-style doorknob. It was round, iron, and etched with small details she couldn't quite make out. She didn't care. She wrapped her hand around the cool metal and started to turn the knob. It turned a quarter and then stuck. No, she tried not to panic, took a deep breath, and squeezed the handle and really gave it a turn. This time, open damn it, was what she thought hard. Click, the door exhaled and pushed open, another desperate sigh leaving her body, and then she took another step. But as she stepped forward, she felt her stomach begin to flip as she 
fell into a darkness. The feeling was when you missed the initial step or the last one on the staircase, except instead of being then caught by a floor, it was caught by this feeling starting over again, almost as if she was falling for a second and then restarting her fall every second, but not nevertheless falling and falling until it was a staircase. And if it wasn't for its tight spherical structure, she probably would have broken her neck. Instead, she slammed into a tall iron wire cage, like the side that dug into her chest, with its handrail carved into some sort of decor. Easing herself onto the steps, holding the rail, she began to climb down. Rounding each level, it wasn't until she had turned the 23rd or perhaps the 24th corner that she suddenly felt like this house had grown enormously. Her eyes had finally adjusted to somewhat pitch darkness. She noticed another door at the bottom, a light outlining its form. She breathed heavy, this time not feeling so sure, but remaining under her hope, she hurried down these last bit of stairs. Looking around at the walls, they were brick and cobblestone and other things she couldn't quite make out. Almost like toys, dishes, furniture, bones. She walked up to the wall to touch when she heard a shuttling right behind her. Suddenly, felt like eyes were on her, creeping closer and closer. She could practically hear a soft shuttled steps dragging on the dirt floor. A shallow breathing, a ghost of a wheeze, turning around in all directions, desperate to find the culprit and count herself silly and embarrassed, but she could barely see anything at all. She felt cold breath aggressively down the back of her neck, down the back of her shirt. Wanting to get out of there immediately, she ran at the door's outline, feeling for a handle or a knob, but felt nothing. Desperately, she began to get on her knees, scraping and running her hands across the door, panicking, starting to cry out. A voice that somehow creaked in her ear and bellowed through her body stopped her dead cold. Emery. Every inch of her skin was set off, her stomach pitted. Too scared to breathe, she froze on the floor and waited for what she was unsure, but felt like hours, but couldn't have been more than minutes. Suddenly, 
a long, rigged nail slowly caressed down her neck from under her left ear to the pit of her left collarbone, sending her into a final desperate act. She threw herself forward hard as if she was planning to break through the door as her last choice, somehow managing to push the door open as if it was never really there, but was always there. As she fell forward, in a way she finally felt that nail dig deeply into her, feeling like a carved out slice was taken all the way from her collarbone over her shoulder and down her entire back right along her spine splitting pain shot through her entire spine and neck as she screamed with her last breath but she heard nothing and that's when she realized she also saw nothing she felt herself falling and falling again, preparing for a rough landing on what she assumed would be her front side meeting the floor at her feet's level, but no such greeting came. She felt herself fall and fall, fall until she lost her sanity and finally fell hard and fast. She finally felt her legs become level with her chest, wind's force pushed against her entirely, and it was here she accepted her death, waiting for some ground to crush her. She must have gone out through a, a window or a port, she thought, her last thoughts. Her stomach flipping over into itself, over and over, the nausea sinking into her bones, her skull feeling like it was ripping at its hem, the pressure screaming inside of her. In her vision was pure darkness, so dark it seemed impossible, yet it had a light that well wasn't quite light. It reminded her of a reflector with a black cloth over it, reflecting light, but also somehow entirely shrouded in darkness. When she looked directly at it, it seemed to fade away, shift out of her vision, as light sunspots do when you close your eyes. That light at first began as a spot seemed to grow into a ring. Others like it began to ripple outwards like disturbance on a pond's surface. It rippled through the darkness, shifting, becoming one with itself, becoming its own again. The last thing Emery remembered was feeling these ripples roll into her and pull her down into the dark, cold, wetness of nothing. Emery awoke on her back. She slowly processed her vision coming in to hard blinks, tight, painful, dry. She finally pried them open. She saw the dark night. Night, in comparison, 
It was a deep, beautiful navy blue, with a black tree line breaking up the edges of her viewpoint. She felt the cold, hard ground beneath her grass. Slowly rolled her head to the side, confused where she was, confused how she was alive. She saw a deep, dark forest on all sides of her as she gently scanned the surroundings. Her whole body felt aches and bruises, her neck seemingly to be fine as she slowly sat up. When she did so, she started to scan her area again. When just as she began to turn her head, rushing between the trees out of her peripheral, she saw a tall, lanky white figure, blurry as it moves quickly. She looked back, trying to find it scanning in both directions, but she couldn't see it. She could hear it, though, the rustling of the trees being whacked out of the way. It somehow sounded like the winds and like something huge and terrified her. It almost felt like it was getting closer. It was then she heard a whistle which somehow sounded miles away, but felt like it was delivered directly into her left ear. The air jumping her under her feet. In that moment, she ran forward into the unknown, desperate to flee this creature's clutches. The forest welcoming her into its malevolent arms as the darkness swallowed her once more. The tree branches, all devoted to her dismay, clawed at her every catch of clothing and took its pound of flesh with every exposed area, determined to her very demise. She heard the whistle again. This time it sounded closer, but she could almost feel herself close to an edge, perhaps a road. For a single breath, she felt hopeful. Then she felt her foot catch and trip herself a tree root or something, but as she began to fall forward, she felt it squirm and grow fingers that wrapped around her ankle, began to pull her down into the mud. She pushed and dug into the ground in front of her, lifting her heel up and down, whatever had slipped, and pulled her shoe off. Whatever it was had slipped and pulled her shoe off. She couldn't be bothered to see its captor. No, she had to keep running. She had to keep moving. Crawling up and getting on her feet again, she ran hard and fast, trying not to run into any trees, but she could only dodge so many branches as they hit her hard. The faster she ran, the more it seemed the trees melted from smacking into her to seeming as if they were sticking almost holding onto her, pulling her back with them. Her chest was beating hard against her, panting, panicking eyes, creating new pace as they raced back and forth, pushing as hard as she can off the ground with each step, but it was as if the ground was always one inch lower, stumbling, falling into everything she passed, but she pushed off each one furiously. With each breath, her lungs screamed in pain, exhaustion threatened with each step. When she had made it to the top of this wooded hill, she was at a crawl, 
she would make it. She had to make it running, running, running fast, but unfortunately not running fast enough. Her hand reached out, crying out to her physical dimension for aid. In tragic beauty, her fingertips grazed the lonely branch, hanging just low enough, but missed and fell her flat to the ground. As her chin squished down into the mud, it was here she realized this moment, what this would be her last. Fear was clouded by shock. And when one cold, wet hand wrapped around her ankle, oozing and digging into her flesh at once, she opened her mouth to finally give her one last defense the one she had been too afraid to use, too panicked. But in this last dying attempt, Emery took a deep breath and let out all she had. Although, no one would hear this dying woman scream, for as soon as she was to exhale, all traces of her would be stripped from this place and time. All that was left, fingernail marks, and all the fear left in the air into thin air. Well, that's my gasp for you all. I hope it tickled your goosebumps and left your brain spinning for the night. I sincerely hope you enjoyed my spooky creature feature for the evening, and if you want more stories like this one that I wrote, uh, let me know. If you don't, well, let me know. <laughs> also, uh, sorry, also, if you have your own haunted experience, alien encounter, cryptid creature feature, anything paranormal, anything strange or unusual, anything unexplained, please, babies, send it to me. I want to read them on the podcast, or if you don't want me to read it, that's cool too, still send it to me. I love to read spooky shit. You can send all of those stories to me personally. My email is sookiesooksin at gmail.com. That is S-U-K-I-S-U-X-E-N at G-M-A-I-L dot com, C-O-M. Again, that's sookiesooksin at gmail.com. I will read them on here with your permission or not. Or No, I will read them on here with your permission or without your permission. I will not read them on here and just enjoy them for myself. So please send me all your spookies. And what else, what else? Um, oh yes, if you liked the show, please rate and review us wherever you're listening. Um, Spotify, iTunes, Google, that's amazing. Because that's how cool grows here. If you want to follow along, get some sneak peeks on episodes, see the pictures that I post with each episode, um, give you a visual representation. I post all of those on the podcast Instagram, that's at the midnight mystique on instagram at the midnight mystique no space no spaces no dashes no dots no nothing and for even more sookie sookie you can find me on instagram at sookie sixon so 
Now, keep it creepy, my spooky pookies. Centrally yours, Sookie Sookson.